Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the Adi Granth, sometimes known as the Guru Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures, a huge collection of psalms from India. Ekwankar Satnam, there is one God, truth is his name. Jai Satnam, Satnam Satguru. Jai Guru, Satyaram, Radhaswami, Bangi Sahib, Namaste. Welcome to today's Spiritual Awakening Radio. The Sikh Scriptures, a giant book of Psalms from India, contains the words of several of the ten Sikh Gurus, including Guru Nanak, Guru Angad, Guru Amardas, Guru Ramdas, Guru Arjan Dev, Guru Teg Bahadur. Also, great saints or saints like Guru Kabir, Ravidas, Ramanand, Namdev, Pippa, Sirdas, Jaidev, and even some Sufi mystics as well, such as Baba Farid. Today, Guru Nanak, the Sikh scriptures known as the Adi Granth, is my focus. Although I do begin by sharing a passage from Guru Gobind Singh, the tenth Sikh Guru, from the Dasam Granth, a related scripture of the Sikhs. This is by Guru Gobind Singh on the origin of souls in the beginning. Just as millions of sparks fly from fire, they arise separately but again unite in fire. Many particles of dust fill the air from one heap of dust and, on filling it again, mix with the dust. Millions of waves are produced in one stream. They are of water. All become water. From God's form, incorporeal and corporeal beings are manifested and spring from Him and shall all be united in Him again. During this human existence, we have an opportunity to experience God. As we experience communing with God's love during meditation, we can rise above body consciousness and explore inner space, the kingdom of the heavens that are accessed from within. As we get initiated into the mysteries of the spirit by a Sant Sat Guru, the purpose of our life is fulfilled. Reuniting with God is our reason to be here. The meaning of life according to the Sikh scriptures, the Adi Granth. It was for the sake of the God-conscious beings that our true Lord created this earth and began this play of death and birth. Soulmates, according to the Sikh scriptures. This is from Guru Amardas. 
They are not said to be husband and wife who merely sit together. They alone are called husband and wife who have one light in two bodies. Isn't that beautiful? Wouldn't that go great on a Valentine's Day card? Spiritual practice, Simran, remembering God by repeating his name. Kabir says, you cannot call anyone your own. Repeat Ram's name. Repeat God's name in your heart all the time. Kabir says, those who want to solve the riddle will know all if they repeat Ram, if they repeat God's name. A reading from Songs of Kabir from the Adi Granth. All the words of Kabir found in the Sikh scriptures brought together in a single convenient book. Translated into English by Nirmal Das, published by SUNY Press, State University of New York Press. Simran means repeating names of God in order to focus on God, in order to remember God in a world of forgetfulness. The most common verse of the saints of India, used by many different saints, worked into many hymns, is, Repeat God's Name. This verse of the Sikh scriptures was adopted by Singh Kar on the album Peace Lagoon, a song of hers called Hukam, meaning the divine will or command. And it's about the hour of elixir, the hour of the early morning when people get up to meditate in the quietude of the pre-dawn hours. One who considers himself to be a disciple of the Satguru should rise before the coming of the light and contemplate the name. Spiritual practice, Surat Shabd Yoga, the meditation upon the sound current, the eternal word, communion with the word. The mind is filled with the divine music of the spheres. This is a hymn of Guru Amardas. The Lord placed the soul in the body's cave, and the breath held the music of life. He made each body with nine gates. With the tenth gate remaining well hid. And the tenth door was opened to him. 
who truly loved the Guru's wisdom. And there lives the Lord in his myriad forms, as well as the nine treasures of the name. His limit cannot be found. Says Nanak, the Lord placed the soul in the body's cave, and the breath held the music of life. Listen to this song of bliss, you blessed ones, and all your heart's longings shall be fulfilled. You will reach the transcendent Lord, and your sorrows will depart. All afflictions and sorrows are destroyed at the sound of the true word. And, my friends, the saints were in ecstasy when the perfect Guru revealed it. Those who speak and those who listen are pure, and they see the all-pervading Lord everywhere. Nanak prays, Attaching to the feet of the Guru, the mind is filled with the divine music of the spheres. That's from Guru Amardas from a composition called Anand Sahib. A couple of footnotes about that hymn. The Lord placed the soul in the body's cave and the breath held the music of life. He made each body with nine gates. Nine gates, the nine visible orifices of the body, leading to the world outside, in other words, the gross material or physical plane. With the tenth gate remaining well hid, and the tenth door was opened to him who truly loved the Guru's wisdom. The tenth gate, the tenth or hidden gate of the body, the third eye, in essence, is the portal to inner realms. The Hindu Upanishads describe a human being as a city with ten gates. Nine gates lead to the outside world, but it is the tenth gate, the third eye center, that opens onto inner worlds, inner realms, the whole spectrum of levels of consciousness. Attaching to the feet of the Guru, the mind is filled with the divine music of the spheres. This is referring to the Shabad Nam, the sound current, sometimes called audible life stream, the divine music, the inner sound that the soul focuses upon, and the sound draws the soul further within and further up. This is a practice of the saints of India called Surat Shabd Yoga, sometimes referred to as Yoga of the Nada, the divine sound. As Guru Nanak said, 
By communion with the word, one can attain the powers of Shiva, Brahma, and Indra. By communion with the word, one can win esteem from all, irrespective of one's past. By communion with the word, one can have yogic insight with the mysteries of life and the self all revealed. By communion with the word, one can acquire the true import of the Shastras, Smritis, and Vedas, Hindu scriptures. O Nanak, his devotees live in perpetual ecstasy, for the word washes away all sin and sorrow. By communion with the word, one becomes the abode of truth, contentment, and true knowledge. By communion with the word, one gets the fruit of forgiveness. By communion with the word, one wins the honor of the learned. By communion with the word, one attains the state of sahaj, natural state of spirituality. O Nanak, his devotees live in perpetual ecstasy, for the word washes away all sin and sorrow. They who reflect, who reflect upon you, they live peacefully in this world. They are freed, they are freed who remember the divine. Their snare of death is cut. They who remember the fearless one, the fearless one, all their fears are dispelled. They who serve, who serve my beloved, they merge with the divine form. Blessed, blessed, happy are those who remember the divine. Says Nanak the servant, I offer myself to them. I just shared a couple of readings from the Sikh scriptures. That last paragraph is from a translation called The Name of My Beloved, verses of the Sikh Guru's devotional poetry from the Guru Granth and the Dasam Granth. Translated into English by Nikki Singh of the Religion Department of Colby College, Waterville, Maine. The name of my beloved is, I think, the best anthology of the Sikh scriptures in contemporary English, and it's a volume of the Sacred Literature Trust series. Earlier, the communion with the word paragraphs are from the Japji, the morning prayer of Guru Nanak, translated, translation and uh, commentary by Kirpal Singh. By communion with the word, one becomes the abode of truth, contentment, and true knowledge. True is the Lord, true is his holy word. His love has been described as infinite. Men pray to him for gifts which he grants untiringly. When all is his, what can we offer at his feet? What can we say to win his love? At the ambrosial hour of the early dawn, be you in communion with the divine word and meditate on his glory. Our birth is the fruit of our actions, but salvation comes only from his grace. O Nanak, know the true one as imminent in all. By communion with the word, 
one can acquire the true import of the Shastras, Smritis, and Vedas. O oh, Nanak, his devotees live in perpetual ecstasy, for the word washes away all sin and sorrow. beautiful scriptures is the Sukmani section of the Sikh scriptures. Here is a reading from it. Remember, remember the one whose remembrance brings peace and dispels pain and sorrow from the body. Remember the one who alone upholds the universe, whose name is contemplated by millions. The auspicious words of all Vedas, Puranas, and Smritis arise from the single word of the Divine Name. They who possess even one jote of your name are great beyond telling. They who yearn only for a vision of you, says Nanak, I seek liberation in their company. The ambrosial name is the pearl of peace. The faithful cherish it deep in their selves. Contemplating the divine, we do not return to the womb. Contemplating the divine, the god of death vanishes. Contemplating the divine, death itself abstains. Contemplating the divine, enemies flee. Contemplating the divine, all obstacles give way. Contemplating the Divine, we stay alert day and night. Contemplating the Divine, fear is cast off. Contemplating the Divine, we escape suffering. Contemplate the Divine in the company of the faithful, says Nanak, all treasures lie in the Divine Radiance. Contemplating the Divine, we gain power of body, spirit, and matter. Contemplating the Divine, we acquire knowledge, concentration, and the essence of wisdom. Contemplating the Divine, we win the merit of meditation, penance, and worship. Contemplating the Divine, duality is dissolved. Contemplating the Divine, we bathe in sacred places. Contemplating the Divine, we are honored in His court. Contemplating the Divine, we act for the good. Contemplating the Divine, we blossom and bear fruit. But they alone contemplate who are divinely inspired. Another reading from The Name of My Beloved, Verses of the Sikh Gurus, devotional poetry from the Guru Granth and the Dasam Granth, translated and introduced by 
Nikki Singh. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James B. and today exploring the Sikh scriptures of India. After the break, what the Sikh scriptures have to say about the cosmos, the universe, the solar systems, the skies above skies, and the galaxies all around in this great multiverse. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after these messages. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the Sikh scriptures of India, known as the Sri Guru Granth Sahib or Guru Granth, sometimes referred to as the Adi Granth. The Sikh scriptures state that there are planets, solar systems, and galaxies. If one speaks of them, there is no limit, no end. There are worlds upon worlds of his creation. As he commands, so they exist. He watches over all, and contemplating the creation, he rejoices. Nanak says, to describe this is as hard as steel. Unquote. Despite this fact being clearly stated in the Sikh scriptures, some 500 years ago, most of humanity is not aware of these sayings of Guru Nanak. Guru Nanak was an exceptional visionary and was responsible for bringing many amazing ideas to the world. Countless are the earth's spheres and devotees. It says in the Sikh scriptures, endless are the harmonies played by the minstrels. The players play endless tunes and measures to sing to thee, O bountiful Creator. Thy light is within all the beings, and the beings are all within thy light. Countless are the countries, countless the earths, and countless the spheres, millions assigned to him, ever new names, O Nanak. From the Kirpal Singh translation of the Japji, the morning prayer, of Guru Nanak. Countless are the countries, countless the earths, and countless the spheres. Countless there are that remember thee, and countless those that love thee. Countless there are that worship thee. The universe is described as a very big place, according to the teachings of the Sikh scriptures. Many millions are the skies and solar systems. Many millions are the moons, the suns, and stars. Many millions are the sources of creation and continents. Many millions are the jewel-containing oceans. Many times has the universal expanse occurred. 
The Lord has strung all the creation in his thread. His limit no one knows. Many millions go about in many existences. Many millions have been the incarnations. Many millions are the creatures of various descriptions. Many millions of beings the Lord has made. Many millions are the celestial singers. Ever and ever the unique Lord remains the same. From the Lord they emanate and into the Lord they merge. Nanak says, with whomsoever the Lord is pleased, he emancipates. The Lord is near all, yet far from all. Nanak says, the Lord is pervasive in creation, yet he himself remains away. On the day of the full moon, on the day of the full moon, the full moon fills the heavens. Its power is diffused through its gentle light. In the beginning, in the end, and in the middle, God remains firm and steady. Kabir is immersed in the ocean of peace. The stars, the moon, and the sun meditate on him. The earth and the sky sing to him. All the sources of creation and all the languages meditate on him forever and ever. An interesting description of the cosmos from the Sikh scriptures. Infinite planets, spheres, continents, oceans, Countless are the solar systems, countless the planets, countless the incarnations, millions are the skies and solar systems, many millions are the moons, the suns and stars, many millions are the sources of creation and continents, many millions are the jewel containing oceans, many times has the universal expanse occurred. This is all, all rather amazing, isn't it? For poetry written 500 years ago, speaking of a multiverse, a very big cosmos with lots of solar systems, lots of worlds, lots of creatures, lots of beings. And many times has this big bang occurred, has this creation, this universe played out again and again. This is very close to contemporary science, what contemporary science says about what's going on in the cosmos, that it's a vast cosmos, perhaps even an infinite cosmos. Because when you get to the edge of this particular bubble universe, it's possible that on the other side of a vast void of darkness, there might be other bubble universes too. A very big cosmos indeed. Many times has there been a big bang. Many are the bubble universes. 
really quite infinite when you think about it. Infinite galaxies in infinite bubble universes. Countless are the worlds. Many millions are the skies and solar systems, suns and stars, creation and continents and oceans and beings. And those who name God by various names and sing hymns and compose various scriptures, each in a different language. Many different names for the one nameless God are given. So many names for the nameless Supreme Lord. An infinite cosmos. Countless are the Gospels, Sutras, Odes, Upanishads, Gathas, Quatrains, Abhangas, Gitas, Granths, Vanis, and Vedas. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio coming up. Seek scriptures of India today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the Adi Granth, a giant book of Psalms from India, sometimes called the Guru Granth, Sri Guru Granth Sahib, or Adi Granth. And there is a companion volume known as the Dasam Granth. The first few sections of that are composed by the 10th Sikh Guru, Guru Gobind Singh. The goal of the saints and masters of India is ascension, the ascension of the soul back home again to the abode of love. According to the masters, the universe is divided into five basic realms or levels. There is Sachkhand, or the realm of truth, the eternal spiritual realm, at the top of which is ultimate reality, the Most High, God. Below Sachkhand, and I'm using, of course, earthly language, so this, of course, doesn't do this real justice. We're using earthly language, very dualistic, and in some sort of hopeless attempt to describe something far beyond what can be described this way. But we make the best of it as best as we can. The fourth realm is known as Karamkhand, or the realm of grace. The third realm, the realm below Karamkhand, is known as Saramkhand, or the realm of spiritual efforts, humility, and ecstasy. Still further below is Gyankhand, or the realm of Gnosis, the realm of knowledge. And yes, the word Gnosis, or Gnostic, is used in translations of the Sikh scriptures of India. And at the outermost level, the outermost uh, hub of the, w- the wheel, or the bottom of creation, if you will, the furthest away from Sachkan, is a state of consciousness, a realm, given the name 
Dharamkand, the realm of action, the physical plane, the realm of karma. Dharamkand, the realm of action. This khand or realm refers to the karmic life of beings on earth and their daily tryst with karma. Actions playing out in this physical realm. Above, once again, Gyan Khan, the realm of knowledge, spiritual knowledge or gnosis. Guru Nanak says, so many winds, waters and fires, so many Krishnas and Shivas, so many Brahmins, fashioning forms of great beauty, adorned and dressed in many colors, so many worlds and lands for working out karma, so very many lessons to be learned, so many Indras, so many moons and suns, so many worlds and lands, so many Siddhas, so many Buddhas, so many yogic masters, so many goddesses of various kinds in this realm. And beyond the realm of Gnosis is Saramkhand, the realm of spiritual efforts, humility, and ecstasy. Guru Nanak, in the realm of humility, the word becomes forms. These are fashioned with incomparable distinctions here. These things cannot really be described. One who tries to speak of these regrets the past. The surat, the awareness, the soul, intellect and understanding of the mind are shaped here. The consciousness of the spiritual warriors of spiritual perfection are shaped here. Divine knowledge illumines all in the realm of knowledge. While divine symphonies play unending music and joy and bliss reign supreme. Next, the realm of ecstasy, where the word is enrapturing. Everything created here is marvelously strange and beyond description. Whoever tries to describe the same must repent his folly. Herein the mind, reason, and understanding are etherealized. The self comes to its own and develops the penetration of the gods and the sages. From the description of Gyankhand, or the realm of knowledge, Nanak proceeds to describe Saramkhand, or the seal of ecstasy. Here everything is enchanting, beautiful, and marvelously strange, and words are of no consequence. It is here that the soul becomes etherealized by the power of the word, and one gets into insight, insight of the real nature of things. Karamkhan, the fourth realm, the realm of grace. Guru Nanak, in the realm of Karam, the word is the effort. No one else dwelling here except the great spiritual heroes. They are totally imbued with the oneness consciousness. Higher still stands Karam Khan, the realm of grace. Here the word is all in all and nothing else prevails. Here dwells the bravest of the brave, the conquerors of the mind, filled with the love divine. Here dwell devotees with devotion incomparable as Sitas, 
illumined with beauty ineffable. All hearts filled with God, they live beyond the realm of death and of delusion. Here dwell the bhagats or sages, drawn from all the regions, who rejoice in the True One and live in perpetual bliss. And at the top, Sachkhand once again, the timeless realm of eternal truth and oneness, the realm of God. Guru Nanak, in the realm of truth, the formless Lord abides. Having created the creation, he watches over it, and his glance of grace bestows happiness to the devotees. There are planets, solar systems, and galaxies. If one speaks of them, there is no limit, no end. There are worlds upon worlds of his creation. As is his commands, so they operate. Sachkhand, or the realm of truth, is the seat of the formless one. Here he creates all creations, rejoicing in creation. Here are many regions, heavenly systems, and universes. To count which were to count the countless. Here, out of the formless, the heavenly plateau and all else comes into form. That's a translation provided by Kripal Singh. At the top of Sachkhand is the formless. And according to the teachings of the masters, the formless gives birth to all forms. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after this break. Ekonkar Satnam There is one God, truth is his name. This formless, timeless, infinite God cannot possibly be contained in a single universe, a single world, a single religion, a single idol, a single temple, a single holy book. An infinite God could not possibly be contained by a finite number of words in a single holy scripture or canon of scripture, if you will. So what about the book as guru? Baba Bishandas discusses a beautiful scripture from India known as the Adi Granth, a huge collection of hymns of praise and love or bhakti. Some have evolved traditions that make this scripture into a kind of replacement for Satgurus, a kind of replacement for living teachers, including in the world of Orthodox Sikhism. This follows the same pattern we often see in many world religions, here in this realm of Maya, illusion, Dharamkhand, this temporal realm of duality, when the book replaces living apostles, prophets, and Satgurus. However, Baba Bishandas explains that we do not have to be locked into later religious traditions and theological developments, but can examine the pure original intent of the founders of a religion or a spiritual movement, in this case the Sikh Gurus, 
and other saints like Kabir whose hymns and mystic poetry are preserved in the Sikh scriptures and discern the spiritual practices they once advocated, seeking to be faithful to that same spiritual vision during our time here on planet Earth. The spiritual warrior remembers in a world of forgetfulness, chooses to be awake in a world of slumber, and wants to know what the lost teachings are. The book as guru. The following is taken from Sant Bani magazine. Because my parents believed in the Sikh holy book, the Guru Granth Sahib, I also used to think that there was no use in following any master other than the Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures. I was taught that there is nobody else whom we can call master except the ten Sikh gurus. In the beginning, when I used to go to Baba Bishandas and he would praise his master, I would feel very confused and I would argue with him. I would tell him, nobody is the master after Guru Gobind Singh, it is written in the book. I told Baba Bishandas about the things which I thought were written in the Guru Granth Sahib, that there would be no master after Guru Gobind Singh, the last master of the Sikhs, and that the book should be taken as the master. That is what most Sikh people believe, that it is written in the book that Guru Gobind Singh said, After me there will be no master, there will be no prophet. I am the last master, and after me the book will be your master." Unquote. However, Baba Bishandas denied that these things were written in the book. He said I could read the book patiently and lovingly, and I wouldn't find these lines in the book. At that time I was very confused and thought, how is that possible? I have been reading this book since my childhood and I believe that it is written there because everyone says so. Why is it that Baba Bishandas is denying that? I was not satisfied. I went to Amritsar and I bought three copies of the Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures. I had two other friends who were with me and for six months continuously we three read the book many times, we studied it, and we worked very hard in order to find those lines that would say that there can be no master after Guru Gobind Singh. However, we did not find those lines, and we realized that the statements which we believed in were not there. We came back to Baba Bishandas, we came back to Baba Bishandas and surrendered to him. We said, Baba Bishandas, you are the true one. The words which we thought were in the book are not there. What you have said is true. Baba Bishandas told us that those lines were written by other people after Guru Gobind Singh left the scene. People say that the couplet was written by Guru Gobind Singh, but in fact it was not. It was written by others later and not included in the Guru Granth Sahib. That's a reading from Sant Bani magazine, The Teachings of the Saints, about the difference between the esoteric path and exoteric religion. Exoteric religion looks back in time at the inspiration of others, but the esoteric tradition lives on in the present moment of time, and living ones continue to be like past masters were, only living here and now initiating people, Satgurus initiating people into the secrets of meditation, not in the past, but in the living present where we are. 
you know, so that we too may do that, so that we too may learn the meditation practice and make spiritual progress. And therein lies the difference. I've looked into this and I revisited this question recently. Guru Gobind Singh did not say, there is no passage in the Adi Granth that says, uh, the book shall be the Guru after the tenth Sikh Guru. Guru Gobind Singh in the Dasam Granth also did not teach that during his lifetime. There was not a single verse saying that the book shall become Guru after my passing from the scene. There are apocryphal hymns and prayers that came along later, like Ardas, that have been adopted by the Sikh tradition that speak of Guru Granth or Scripture being the Guru or Sri Guru Granth Sahib. And there is a seal of Ardas that comes later still that isn't even included in all forms of the Ardas prayer, which does say that. But that is something that came along after the time of Guru Gobind Singh and really contradicts everything that Guru Gobind Singh said during his lifetime that's included in his hymns. So I'm not too clear about where the Ardas comes from, and I'm very unclear about when the seal of Ardas, that text which talks about the book becoming Guru, when that was composed and by who. One thing's for sure, it's not in the Adi Granth, and it's not in the Dasam Granth. Baba Bishandas and the Sants of India are correct when they say that nowhere in the Sikh scriptures is there a, a verse that says, after me, after the tenth Sikh guru, the book will become the master. Nowhere does it say that in the Dasam Granth or the Adi Granth of the Sikhs. Rather, if we study the Sikh scriptures, there are many references to how the Satguru connects the souls to the Shabd. The Nam initiates them into the secrets of meditation practice. And we too can experience that and learn the secrets of meditation and the ascension of the soul through the Khans back up to Sach Khand once again. My name is James Bean. You've been listening to Spiritual Awakening Radio. To receive a copy of my Seek Chart of the Khans, Seek Chart of the Heavens, with descriptions about each one of them in greater detail than I shared today, send me an email. If you'd like to receive a copy of the Seek Scriptures, there are links I can send you to several different translations of the entire Sikh scriptures online, also the Dasam Granth, also Nikki Singh's English translation, an anthology, a very fine anthology of the Sikh scriptures. I can send that to you. All of these writings are online for free. Send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. There's a donate button on the website, links to spiritual quotes, podcasts available for free on demand. Lots there at the website, spiritualawakeningradio.com.
for a spiritual awakening. I'm James Bean. Thanks for listening.